0: Welcome to Greater Good Radio Hawaii, where leaders inspire leaders. Greater Good Radio Hawaii is dedicated to social entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Evan Leong, and with me is my co-host, Carrie Leong.
1: Thank you, Evan. Today's guest is Dr. Patrick Sullivan, founder and chairman of Oceanet, one of Hawaii's largest and most diversified science and engineering companies. Dr. Sullivan is also president and CEO of Hoana Medical, who has raised over $17 million from investors to commercialize a transparent physiological monitoring technology. Please welcome to Greater Good Radio, Dr. Patrick Sullivan. Welcome to our show, Dr. Sullivan. Thank you. Could you tell us a little bit more about Oceanit and what the company does?
2: Oceanit really is um, like a self-funded tech incubator. Otherwise, uh, I guess a while ago you might have looked at it as a diversified tech company, but it really focuses in four areas, aerospace, engineering, life sciences, and IT. And it looks at interdisciplinary solutions to a host of problems. When Oceanit works on something that looks like it could be something that could change the community, the way things are done, uh, could be a big business, then it gets spun out. So to spend something out, it needs to be um, highly scalable, and it look, it needs to be pointing toward a huge market. So it's like a big lab, right? Mm-hmm. But whereas um, Oceanit was funded and started, say, with a hundred dollars. Uh, Hawaiian Medical has raised private equity. So the difference is, uh, the Oceanit was organically grown by solving problems, and it's very good at that. Um, Hawana Medical is spun out of Ocean. It it focuses on a particular area as applied to a healthcare problem. And um, it's raised private equity where we've hired highly uh, experienced individuals in the life sciences area. And um, we're about, we're very close to getting our FDA approval and beginning sales at the end of this year. So that's the difference between the two. Ocean, it is actively looking at a variety of problems. Uh, and it's looking at really big types of things like extending life or drinking water or missile defense or, you know, lasers that do some incredible things or looking through the walls or, or whatever. So it works for a variety of customers in defense, the private sector, uh, city and state, and, uh, and everybody in the middle. So it's a problem-solving group.
1: What do you specialize in, being that it's so diversified?
2: Well, my uh, undergraduate is in engineering physics, and my Ph.D. is in ocean engineering, and I'm a licensed civil engineer. And um, I guess I look at things in this interdisciplinary way where um, the fields in engineering and science kind of merge into what is the logical solution for a particular problem. I've been in business since I was about 17, so I've been doing this most of my life. And rather than get sort of hung up on the boundaries between uh, say mechanical engineering and electrical engineering, they actually share more than than uh, than they don't share. And so we look at pulling from different fields to develop solutions. And that's become part of uh, the unique thing that that the culture at Ocean it has. And so a lot of the problems that it works on are odd problems, uh, and that's a unique area. I mean, it does some things that might be more traditional, but it does a lot of things that are that are pretty different, uh, one-of-a-kind types of developments, and
0: it's become pretty good at that. So in layman's terms, this transparent physiological monitoring technology, that's what Juana is doing, correct? Right. W- what is that in layman's terms so people can understand?
2: Yeah, if... Um for those of you who may remember Star Trek, when uh, SickBay had a, uh, a bed they would go in and lie on, and there's this device tracked how they're doing their physiology. It's what it is in a nutshell. Uh, the first features are simple and very focused on the general care floor, the mid surge part of the hospital, which is where you go to, rec- on your way out of the hospital, as you're you know you're not in the emergency room you're not in the ICU that you're in the med surge general care area so you're you're getting ready to to leave and the standard of care is somebody comes around and checks on you every 2 to 6 hours but if you're in trouble and no one's around then you can get hurt or die the chances of an accidental death are about 1 in 200 and so Pretty bad odds, I think if you're in an airplane, your chances of a of a of a of an airplane death is probably like one in five million, so being in a hospital brings with it a whole different set of risks. What we do is we provide intelligent medical vigilance, and what that means is uh, we look after you and if you're having a hard time, you're in trouble, we call somebody, and we try to do it very affordably, so that our goal is to create a standard of care. There's about a million beds in the general care floor in the U.S. alone, and our focus is to to create that standard of care but do it in a way that's invisible to everybody unless there's a problem. So, for example, your hospital bed will look exactly as it does today. The difference is if you're in trouble,
0: it'll let somebody know.
1: Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. you're listening to Greater Good Radio Hawaii, please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. Today's guest is Dr. Patrick Sullivan, founder and chairman of Oceanet and president and CEO of Juana Medical. I find it really interesting that your company runs to solve problems. You know, a lot of times business, businesses just run and then there's a lot of problems that come up. It seems like they come the businesses with problems come to you for solutions.
2: Right, and what Oceanet does is they... At certain times of the year, people sit around and think about what 's important and what 's needed to make the world a better place or uh, how do you i mean you 've got environmental issues like tr- clean drinking water and and waste disposal uh, you 've got national defense issues, which are real issues you know when you when you look at it, uh, you may not agree with all the politics, but there 's uh, there are some real serious issues there and there are technologies needed to make those work. There's healthcare issues, there's all kinds of problems, and so it sits around and thinks about those. Now, it may talk to an agency in the federal government like National Science Foundation or National Institutes of Health or Department of Commerce and looking at some of its problems say, you know, we can we can work on that or we can provide a solution. Sometimes to the people just knock on the door and say, we've got this problem and we're not sure what to do with it or what to do about it. The um, the technology in Hawana Medical came from some questions from uh, military personnel on how to deal with a situation when a soldier is injured in a battlefield and they can't take their clothes off because they would expose them to a biochem threat because of now the warfare has changed. And they lose them in what's called the golden hour, they have to track them and uh, put them in a medevac and get them attention, and they weren't able to see what was going on with the person. So we developed a capability to do that and demonstrated that over about four years with the U.S. military. With that technology, we then created Hawana Medical. The kernel of technology still applies to the emergency care application, but uh, the focus is in the general care floor, because that's where there's a a huge problem what you might look at as a healthcare train wreck you know people are dying and it shouldn't happen and we in some of our earlier early clinical work we've had some very good outcomes of catching people early we hear stories all the time of people that accidentally died and they weren't supposed to and uh you know for a variety of things i mean Healthcare industry is full of well-intended people, but there's so much going on. It's changing so rapidly, and there is a scarcity of nursing. I think it's uh, projected to grow to a million short in maybe the next you know, five or ten years, and so it's a recipe for disaster. And if you look at from a, a, a you know maybe fifteen percent of the GDP is going into healthcare, it's going to go to twenty percent. So it's going to go from Maybe one point seven trillion to three and a half trillion dollars a year, and it still won't be adequate. And as uh, the aging baby boomers get into healthcare and all those requirements, I mean, we're going to be we're at risk of being disappointed where we have expectations on what healthcare should be and what we actually get. A lot of that because will be because of affordability and availability of of people. So I think there's a huge opportunity to develop technology to make a difference. And that's why Hawana is really focused on creating a standard of care in the general
0: care area. So yeah. how did you actually get started in all this? Where did your entrepreneurial background start at? I've been working for myself or doing
2: things like this since, you know, since I was a kid. And I yeah. think it was more out of necessity. I needed to, there were five kids in the family. We had to work our way through, uh actually through high school and, and college and, uh, I found that I was good at it. You know, I, I actually uh, I, I felt that the education was very important. And, uh, you know, uh, I learned a tremendous amount, but I've always had a knack for business. And I felt that I was able to do more by following my own in, instinct and intuition from a business standpoint and to take the technical background and apply it to business solutions we've attracted some incredible talent people that are way smarter than i am which make me look good <laughs> um and so we have some very talented people at Oceanit as well as hawana medical um, which really make it happen but i think i've always had a curiosity on how things work um And I think a lot of people in Ocean today sort of share that thing. It's the kind of thing that, as a kid, you may take things apart because you're curious. And if you sort of put that in a can and and then have it again when you're older, I mean, that's what a lot of people do there. They are genuinely curious and interested in how things work and how to make things. So it doesn't seem so much like a job.
1: Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. We're back with Dr. Patrick Sullivan, president and CEO of Hoana Medical. So Dr. Sullivan, you were mentioning as a child, you had this business knack. And it also seems that in your personality, you were always a solution finder. At what age did you know that you could build a business out of these ideas to solve problems? Because a lot of people are problem finders.
2: I guess I started my first business when I was 18 and I was, I surprised myself really the key ingredient is uh perseverance what kind of business was that uh landscaping and irrigation it was in uh i was at uh i started as a freshman at university of colorado boulder and i knocked on doors and uh actually did work in wyoming uh colorado new mexico and arizona and uh did small restaurants uh landscaping and irrigation so i bid jobs and put crews together and, uh,
0: so most of the crews were
2: probably older than yourself. Oh yeah. I mean, I hired a lot of uh, high school kids when I could, or college kids and then day labors. And yeah, that was always an interesting thing because I actually, I started doing labor when I was 13. So I actually had a lot of experience on a job site. Um, that's really where I learned a lot about how to do this stuff. So I could actually, I was a pretty decent worker and I usually tried to do a good job and, uh, so the more I did, the more they gave me to do. Until I could actually, I mean, I learned how to design stuff really from uh, more primitive methods than I learned in engineering school, using nomographs and other sorts of techniques. Um, but uh, found that I was able to knock on doors, bid jobs, put crews together, and and learned a lot about managing people that way. Because when you're when you're managing people that are older than you, uh, and when you're dealing with day laborers, some of them it's the next job before they get into trouble again with whatever social issues they've got. Um, you learn a lot about people and, uh, how to get things done. I mean, you need to be compassionate for some of their situations, but you also realize that if you don't do your job, then no one's got any work.
1: When you were, um, trying to figure this out, did you have a mentor along the way that coached you?
2: Um, I I talked to my dad, and uh, or read, and that was about it. Your was dad your was a businessman. Oh, yeah. No, he he did uh, uh, he did landscaping and odd jobs and things. Hmm. So he didn't. Uh, he wasn't a college graduate. So I, you know, learned a lot from watching what he did and tried to make sure I didn't do some of the same things.
1: Was there anyone else in your family that was in business that you got to? No,
2: not okay. really. Um, I think when I started Ocean It, there were a lot of people that were able to help me, though. And uh, a lot of guys in town here, Paul uh, Paulo from EDB Hawaii, uh, which is an engineering company, uh, Dudley Pratt, who was at Hawaiian Electric, uh, Al Yee, a structural engineer. These are guys that um, I guess they, they kind of liked me, and so as I would um, – uh, try to figure things out, and I had people I could talk to. Eddie Otani was an architect in town. Um, so I was good at solving problems, but putting together operational infrastructure, management infrastructure, reporting, and things like that, I was able to get help from people like that. My wife's an attorney. I've learned a lot from her. <laughs> She's your partner, correct? Right. Jan is a COO of Oceanit. She had a law practice for about 15 years. And retired from law, and I talked her into helping out, and now she's running ocean it.:
0: How do you guys manage that relationship and keep you know work at work and home at home? Well, usually we do a pretty good job. Um, if not for the fact that she
2: had her own law career for 15 years, it might be a little different, but she sort of went through it and did what she wanted to do, and then started helping me maybe just out of sympathy. Um, she's very good at operating, uh, very focused. And I think the training in law was very good because in terms of uh, spotting issues, working through solutions, being very focused, keeping people on track, I think uh, uh, the, the training in law and the practice of law are very, very good for that. So she does an excellent job in that area. What do you
0: think are the most important factors to keeping a healthy marriage as well as business relationship if you're working with your spouse? Um, it's important to, to take a
2: look at yourself and what you're good at and, and what you like to do. Uh, and realize that everybody's different. So, uh, I'm good at certain things and Jan's good at certain things, and we complement each other that way. And that's turned out to be a pretty good thing. It's mostly just luck. I, I don't know how, else, what else to say about it. Uh, but, uh, the things that I've done, I've developed a sense of judgment and intuition, plus a lot of uh, understanding in technical fields. Uh, um, she understands how to operate and, uh, works. I think very well with people. So it's just worked out that way. But it's something we have to manage. I think she does a great job. We've been married for twenty five years. And um she's we do a lot with our family and our kids and uh Jan always makes it a point. Um, she's very uh organized about that, so it makes me look a lot better, but wouldn't wouldn't work without
0: that.
1: And at greatergoodbooks.com.
0: Neptune Nights, we're feeling fine. We're staying cool on Hawaiian time. Neptune Nights, sunshine in your mouth.
1: Neptune Nights. For bubble tea supplies in your home, friends, at a party or nice business, contact Bubble Tea Supply been. at 948 or online at bubbletea.com. Neptune Nights,
0: Find out at greatergoodradio.com. And all while benefiting the community. greatergoodradio.com.
1: If you're listening to Greater Good Radio Hawaii, please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. Today's guest is Dr. Patrick Sullivan, President and CEO of Huana Medical. Could you tell us a little bit about your Oceanet company and how it has helped the community in Hawaii or Even internationally, because you had done a fundraiser, um, a drive for the Sri Lanka tsunami.
2: Uh, Last year. Well, I think the community service piece is related to, I think, the culture of innovation. The people we have, I would say for the most part, are here to change the world to make it a better place. And so they want to do something that matters and makes a difference. Not everything we do every day does that, but we get those opportunities along the way. We see it in the technical fields all the time. I mean, we do things trying to think about what are the big problems we should be spending our time with, and we pursue those areas. And little by little, we get involved in those areas, and sometimes in big ways and sometimes in small ways. But it's a similar type of an issue where you know, we can contribute by solving problems and we can contribute by helping the community. So I think what you see is two sides of the same thing. And what's interesting is it's not like we have to get behind people with a stick. We pretty much empower them and then get out of their way. The way we're set up, it's a, we're a lot more uh, horizontal than vertical. So a lot of companies are command and control and uh, very stratified. The way we're set up is we're much more horizontal, and so we, we – We hire people, we trust people to do their job and to know what to do. Most of the time they do, sometimes they don't. So there's always issues. But generally speaking, most of the people, most of the time, give them a chance and they want to make a difference. And so our commitment to Hawaii is we live here, our families are here, and we think that it's a special place. And so we're committed to making a difference. We think that building a more diverse economy is important to preserving the culture of what makes Hawaii unique. Because if we don't, we end up with a really polarized community of haves and have nots. We think that the tech industry can substantially contribute to the economy as well and create high quality jobs. It doesn't mean that it's the only industry that would be here and it would substitute for everything that's going on. And, you know, you kind of hear these extreme positions on it. I think that in this emerging global economy, Hawaii has a unique role to play as an innovative center, and it's uniquely positioned for that, and uh, it supports our view of what we think is needed in the community. It really hits home when you look at, uh, like in my son now is a sophomore. He's away at school in Middlebury, Vermont, um, and the University of Hawaii is an excellent school, but going away to school gives him another opportunity to grow and And he's doing a great job of it, but I look at him and his classmates uh they were both at uh, my daughter is us is a freshman at iolani He graduated from iolani and that's one of several excellent schools here, but we're a big fan of the school. we think it's very high quality education, and there are other schools here that are like that too and You look at his friends um they're great kids, and those kids. Uh, have the, the cultural values and the things that are important to us. And it's a shame if they can't have a job when they graduate and come back and be part of the community. So, um, it, 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 it connects into us in a variety of different ways. But I think it's that personal connection to make a difference with our innovative ideas and to make a difference within the community that, you know, we look for those opportunities. So the, the effort to help in Sri Lanka. Uh, really was related to one of the folks, one of the guys that we have, uh, uh, Dr. Dion Vitanage. He's a great guy. We hired him as he graduated from UH with his Ph.D. Uh, part of his family was lost, and uh, we felt we wanted to help. And that gesture to help started to snowball, and we found that we had this, uh, there was an outpouring of help from within the community, and we were just the host of that, but it was really the community that wanted to make a difference. We just facilitated it. Uh, but what's interesting is we do a lot of uh outreach programs in schools by going to talk about some of the technical fields, demonstrating things. We produce a Ciguatera test kit. You know, we talk about the neurotoxins and what's in the food chain, um, optical physics with uh small starter telescopes where we actually produce the optics. And we show them how to make it out of different PVC parts, and you see these kids get excited. We think that's where change begins is in elementary school and high school. And so what we're trying to do is get these kids infected with enthusiasm where they see there's a future and an opportunity for them, and they'll pursue technical fields. So we've been doing this on uh, Maui, Kauai, in Honolulu, little bit on the big island and it's because we think it's the right thing to do uh, to to make a difference but if we we're sort of looking at it as you know how a lot of um, a lot of people look to the state why don't they fix this and why don't you know why don't they fix that we look at what can we do to make a difference and so we try to do a little bit on a regular basis to make a difference and in ways that we think are going to be meaningful and they also are related to our to our field. We've had uh, about 300 uh, interns over the years, probably more actually. Uh, some of these kids we've hired, some of them have gone on to uh, other technical fields. They've had greater clarity in, in what they wanted to do. And we've created a, quite a huge network of people. And it is a community, and unless we are we acknowledge that and we want to be part of it, then we have nobody to, b- to blame but ourselves. And so we're getting involved because we think it's the right thing to do. We think it's how we actually change things.
0: Thanks for joining us today on Greater Good Radio. For more information or transcript of today's show, please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. This is your host Evan Leong and Carrie Leong saying, please join us next time for another episode of Greater Good Radio, Hawaii.